What floats your boat? What do you like to do? What makes you get up in the morning? Um, I had a pastor friend of mine that once said, you're the only guy I know who says, thank God it's Monday. I'm Steven Tyler, and this is No Indie. Each week on the show, I share a conversation with one of the good people doing their best right here in Indianapolis. This episode is part two of my conversation with the founder of Destination Fall Creek, Doug Day. If you have not listened to the first half of my conversation with Doug, pause right now and go listen to episode five first. Thank you for listening. Here is part two of my conversation with Doug Day. Why is it important to be an active member of the community to better your own community? Or better said, why are you dedicating all your time and energy to this? I had a wonderful career. Uh, Turned out I'm a Christian and I sing in my church choir. And when I meet my maker, I think he or she will look down and say, you know, the things I value most have nothing to do with that career and all that money you made and all that kind of stuff. They involve what you did to transform that neighborhood. Mm. And so I do believe in a greater good. I really do believe in a greater good. Uh, And I also find it fun. Mm -hmm. I find it purely pure fun. And I, I believe my life as a retired person needs to be split between things that are just pure fun. I love to travel. I love to take the train. I'm mm. uh, Anyway, and uh, things that are of service, that are for a greater good. And most people you run into are not going to be enthusiastic about kind of anything. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. They can go ahead and, and, and I take, have taken and have enjoyed taking a very different approach. I don't know if I'm answering your question or sure. not, um, but it's, it's, it's partially because I believe in this greater good thing and partially because I have fun with it, partially because I see results from it. I, I'm a results-oriented guy. Salespeople are. They mm-hmm. tend to be results-oriented people. And I often wonder what would have happened if you'd gotten into Destination Fall Creek and failed, failed completely. Because when I started, it was just me, mm. and nobody else. Mm-hmm. It was just me. What would have happened if I had gotten into it? And I said, well, I probably wouldn't have let it fail. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm that tenacious. So, so uh, I often wonder what would have happened had it not been a, a good idea. Because I think if it was, in fact, a bad idea, it would have that would have filtered out pretty easily. And I've probably gone on to do something else. Yeah. Do I hear you saying that it's not about streets and sidewalks and trails, but it's about the community and the people? It's about the community and the people. And if you can um, inspire and work with the community and the people, uh, I'm not saying we're solving world hunger. I have a friend of mine says, well, I want to solve big problems, worldwide problems. I said, well, good luck with that. I'm just going to try to make my neighborhood a little better. You know, yeah. I, I'm not trying to solve even Indianapolis problems. I'm just trying to make my neighborhood a better place 
to live. And that resonates with people. It really yeah. does. Huh. You told me why you do this. You're a visionary. Cast a vision and sell somebody on why they should be involved. I would turn that around and start asking questions. Okay. I would, I would start with the question of what floats your boat? What do you like to do? What turns you on? What makes you get up in the morning? Um, I had a pastor friend of mine that once said, you're the only guy I know who says, thank God it's Monday. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but what floats your boat? What, what excites you? What kind of things would you like to be in, involved with? And the answer to that question will give you a great deal of insight as to where they think, you know, how mm -hmm. high they think. Do they think of chuck holes or do they think of... Um, of big picture things where you can make uh, an impact on, on your neighborhood. Um, so I am looking for people who, who have ideas. Like I'll go back to Jason Kazia, whose boat was this community orchard, mm -hmm. you know? So, so it isn't, it really isn't me. It, it's, it's more about just asking the right questions of people. So they start thinking about what they like to do. And then if, if that is something that I could see making a big difference, now we'll work together to make your vision happen. Hmm. And I like doing that. Yeah. I really like doing that. Where do you see Indy 10 years from now or where do you want to see it? I like that we're attracting high tech, but maybe that's just because I'm a high tech guy. You like high right? tech, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can clearly resonate with that. Um, I I want neighborhoods to balance out. We we've had a a problem in that a lot of our core neighborhoods, the neighborhoods in Center Township, mm -hmm. have swung one direction and then swung back the other direction. Mm -hmm. You can talk about those directions in terms of race. You can talk about them in terms of age. You can talk about them in terms of poverty. You can talk about them in a lot of terms. But we need to look to have neighborhoods have mixtures. Um, neighborhood I now live in is called Heron Morton Place. And we just formed a diversity committee. I'm on it. Mm -hmm. To try to figure out how to get and, and you want balances of, in all possible, I call it texture. I don't use the word diversity. I use the word texture a lot. Mm -hmm. The texture of a neighborhood can involve race, can involve poverty or wealth, can involve education level or non-education levels, can involve um, age, can involve sexual orientation, can involve anything. You mm -hmm. know, we want um, everybody to feel truly welcome and that we have such texture mm -hmm. in our neighborhood. So I, I look to a future where, where we've gone from one direction to the other direction and back towards the middle where we have that kind of texture. And uh, as we improve our educational systems, I, I absolutely believe that the way out of poverty is education. Hmm. Absolutely believe that. So uh, I'm total support of things like charter schools as we 
because charter schools haven't just made charter schools better. Charter schools have made our public schools better. And that's mm -hmm. been the point mm -hmm. is not just to talk about making good charter schools, but make all schools better. And competition does that. And that's what charter schools are all about. So we, we will uh, climb our way out of poverty mm -hmm. through education. And, and I'm a huge supporter of that. But my vision 10 years, 10 years would be to better balance all of these uh, neighborhoods and better balance neighborhoods outside the core city too. I tend to think in terms of the center township because that's where I live and mm -hmm. that's where I've focused all of my energies on. But all this could apply to, uh, I think when you don't have texture, you're truly missing out one of the great opportunities of life to get to know good. Cause I had that opportunity when I traveled internationally mm. to get to know people that don't think like you do, mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know? And so having texture gives you the opportunity at the local level to interact with people that don't necessarily think exactly like you do. Yeah. And that's uh, fun. I recently heard that, and I'm, I can tell you the info, but I can't tell you where it came from. Um, the direct correlation of life expectancy comes from the size of the gap between your poorest and your richest in your community. And the larger the gap, the lower the life expectancy for everyone. For everyone, for not everyone. just for... Not just for the low. Which is what you'd guess, right? Yes, it's for everyone. Yeah. And if you get a community with this smaller gap, life expectancy goes up for everyone. And that's almost universally true looking around the world at communities, looking at states in the United States... I wish I could tell you the source right now. I can't. I'll try to put it in the show notes. No, I, I like it. I like it. What's the biggest threat you see to the city? If we don't get this right. We have no natural barriers to expansion in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Most large cities, let's just pick New York City. It's got an ocean on one side. Mm -hmm. uh, let's pick Denver. It's got mountains on one side. Mm -hmm. So there tend to be natural barriers to expansion. We, on the other hand, just mow down another cornfield, mm -hmm. build another development, build some more shopping centers, and sprawl our way to eternity. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure where you got to get to. I think it's Lake Michigan before you <laughs> you reach a real significant natural. Chicago has Lake Michigan, you know. Yeah. But without those natural boundaries, it is hard for mass transit to work mm. because you end up with uh, low density. You end up with sprawl, people mm -hmm. sprawled out. And it is so much easier. And I'll use my rail yard as a good example. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier. Developers tell me, well, why don't I just buy 26 acres of cornfields and I'll build something there? Why, why do I want to come down and take on the environmental concerns mm -hmm. and take on the crime concerns and take on all the other concerns when I can just mow down a cornfield and, and, and build it out there. And I, and I, and I get that, but the lack of Density makes it hard for mass transit to work. If you go to places where mass transit uh, is very popular, I'm going to use Japan just because I spent a lot of time there. I mean, 
very dense, mm-hmm. very densely populated country. I mean, they build uh, farms in the middle of the loop of an interstate, you know, of mm. the exit loop. Yeah. I mean, they don't waste any space. Uh, and so I believe that density and mass transit are really critical for our future mm. here in Indianapolis. And so I love how sports teams have been kept downtown. Mm-hmm. We're downtown right now. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. How the symphony is downtown. I'm a season ticket holder to the Indianapolis symphony and love the Indianapolis symphony. Um, how IRT, I can, the list can go on and on and on as to the things. This, we're, we're building apartments like crazy mm-hmm. downtown, which will give us the kind of critical density that we need to support mass transit. I love the red line. The red line is is uh, started construction from Broad Ripple to the University of Indianapolis down Meridian Street. Uh, Purple line is getting some traction. That's on 38th Street. Uh, so I... I think our biggest danger is sprawl. Mm. We just whack down another cornfield and and make the place another, you know, 180 Ninth Street or whatever. Yeah. You know? And not that I'm against people that want to live in the suburbs, but I've, I've become a real believer in the community that evolves from having a neighborhood, having a really tight neighborhood. So... I I want to see mass transit succeed and believe we're doing the right things, mm-hmm. but we got to continue to do those those right things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the other one, the, there's some obvious other ones too, which is crime and safety. I mean, the most murders we've ever had last year. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and those are problems. Those are real problems. Yeah. Um, but but the one I would point at is is we need a successful mass transit system that really works that we need density and we're i think we'll get there okay good what are you doing when you're not doing all this you go to the symphony are you involved at the board there anything like that oh no 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 No. i'm i'm just a supporter a fan yeah a listener i uh i love the symphony um i also play bridge i met my current wonderful spectacular girlfriend playing bridge at the indianapolis bridge center and uh i find that it's 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 part of my war on early Alzheimer's. <laughs> it's a it's a very interesting card game with uh, with a lot of intellectual challenge to it. So I do that. I sing in my church choir, mm-hmm. uh, and I I I love my church choir. Where is this? Uh, St. Luke's United Methodist Church. Okay. Going skiing in February with Indianapolis Ski Club, another great organization. Indianapolis Ski Club sounds a little oxymoronic. But- yes, it does. But the biggest ski club in the country is in Atlanta. And the reason you need a ski club in places like Indianapolis is you got to go a long way to find a place to really ski. Yeah. And so you need a ski club that can organize these kind of trips at a reasonable price. Okay. So, Where are you guys going? Uh, uh, I'm there's, they sponsor about eight trips a year. I'm, we're going to park city, Utah. Okay. Very good. So for a week. So, so that'll be fun. As I said, I've, I've done 40 overnight train trips in the last seven years. 40 over seven years. I'm not good at math, but that's a lot of train that's trips. a lot of train trips. I, uh, I love riding on the train and, and the seeing this country from a different perspective, let's call it. And, yeah. Uh, and beautiful. I love it out in the mountains. Um, so uh, I love adventures. 
um, my kids always called me uh, always up for, and they'd roll their eyes when they say this, of course, ah, daddy's always up for an adventure. <laughs> He's always up for an adventure. Why is that a bad thing? <laughs> I took it as a good thing, but okay. they'd roll their eyes when they said, <laughs> um, we can get close to wrapping up here. If someone hears this and they get a bit inspired, they want to get involved in the community. Where would you point them to get started? Oh, that's a great question. I would say, do you have a neighborhood association okay. in your neighborhood? And if you do, start going to functions that the neighborhood association has. And then if if they have needs like, you know, need somebody to be on a committee or on a board, join. Get, put a little time into it and see if you don't enjoy it and feel fulfilled by helping make your neighborhood a better place to mm-hmm. live. And I will, I will tell you that as you get more and more into it, you will, you will find yourself going, wow, I can make a difference. I can really make a difference in my neighborhood. And you will find yourself energized mm. by that. Uh, or at least I hope you will. Um, my last real question is, if I gave you space on a billboard here in the city, what are you going to put on the billboard? Can I have two? Go ahead. It's got, it has two sides. It has two sides. Go for it. First, I would be very self-centered okay. and put something up there about destination of Fall Creek. Okay. Because that's my gig. Yeah. And I will tell you, that's been a lot of fun. And I would uh, want to think about exactly what I would put up there, but I, I would put up about how... Uh, Destination Fall Creek has helped transform our neighborhood. Okay. Uh, the other side of it, I would say, would be what I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you too can transform your neighborhood. All right. Where can people connect with you? What's the best way to get a hold of Doug Day if they want to? Um, my email address. You want me to get my email address? If you don't mind, go for no. it. Doug Day Ski, as in Doug Day and I ski. Okay. At mindspring, M-I-N-D-S-P-R-I-N-G dot com. Okay. And we'll put that in the show notes. Very good. Are you on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that? Ooh, no, I'm not really. I should be. I realize I should be. You don't Everybody have to be. tells me I should be. Don't live in the should. But I'm not. I just am not. I, okay. No, no, I'm just not. Uh, a website for Destination Fall Creek? Well, uh, uh, dfcnd.org. Dfcnd.org. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Doug, thank you so much for your time. This is awesome. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun, actually. This has been a lot of fun. I'm glad. Thank Appreciate you it. for the invite. Thanks. That was Doug Day. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and don't forget to leave a rating and review in Apple Podcast. Find me on the socials at No Indie Show and learn more at noindie.com. I'll be back in your feed with a new episode next Thursday morning. Until then, thank you for listening.